Today is March 18th, Season 3, Episode 5, Decky Solutions. How are we? Ooh, Decky Solution Fighter. If you have a problem, I have a solution for you. Today, we have Josh Newman, the founder of Kind Lips, a phenomenal it's we we keep saying chapstick but it's lip balm and you'll hear us just make that mistake a million we times. hold each other accountable throughout it though when any of us makes when e- any of us makes that uh simple mistake of calling lip balm chapstick we hold each other accountable yeah but we unpack his whole story about how his lip balm is the vehicle for promoting kindness which this world needs so much more of and uh we're just stoked for it andy normal pants how we doing today man his crazy socks were on point last week and andy's Normal pants are doing fine this week. Josh, thank you for coming on the show. Giselle, you continue to provide us with incredible people. I'm very looking, very much so looking forward to our connection growing with Josh because much more to come. Enjoy his conversation. Our goal this year for season three, as many of you know, is to dominate the sandbox, with the sandbox being the Twin Cities. One thing we're doing help us reach that goal is we're teaming up with skyline specs we wanted to share a great story about skyline specs shared by the founder himself scott ballard but at the same time we also wanted to practice our popcorn reading so with that being said popcorn andrew i did a custom wholesale order for up coffee in minneapolis popcorn declan the owner was a former tommy and one of the first entrepreneurship majors to graduate from ust with that degree Popcorn Andrew. He loved that local aspect and the fact that he could get both the Minneapolis skyline and his very own logo on the sides of the specs. Popcorn Declan. My deadline was for their Christmas party and I finished the shades the day of and delivered them while the party was going on at the restaurant at a restaurant nearby. Popcorn Andrew. They were nice enough to buy me a drink and even share some food while we connected. Talking about University of St. Thomas. Popcorn Declan. I think this really shows how awesome it is to connect with people in your community, and I'm really grateful I have a product that allows me to do that. Popcorn Andrew. If any other businesses want to connect and see if we can make something awesome together, check out our website at SkylineSpecs.com or hit us up on Instagram at Skyline underscore Specs. That's S-K-Y-L-I-N-E underscore S-P-E-C-S. Back Pocket Podcast. Let's welcome Josh Newman. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you guys for having me here. Absolutely. So we got in touch with you through Giselle, heard your amazing story, and uh, just heard you're now client of Media Bridge. So congrats to you. That's Thank big you. time stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for all our marketing interns, that those are the listeners of our podcast, um, they don't know a lot about you. So can we unpack a little bit about what Josh is all about? Well, depending on the season, um, not even by the weather do I mean that by, but just a season of life, I think it's always changing. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm in a season of being kind. Yes. So every day, everything I do is about being better, being more kind, whether it's walking down the street and having to see a piece of garbage on there and I'll walk by it and I'm like, man, I got to be excellent. I need to pick that piece of garbage up mm-hmm. or holding a door open for somebody and I have to wait around an extra five seconds and 
Um, so it's a really fun time. I feel like I've always been a kind person, but I'm almost challenging myself right now to be even more kind and, and be excellent. So that's that's who I am right now, or that, trying to be. Yes, that's incredible. It's that constant reminder of trying to embody your brand. Yeah. Kind Lips. So let's kind of unpack a little bit how you started Kind Lips and um, something that we've already struggled with the the industry that chapstick owns yeah and they've they've already titled it with their company it's it's i'm already struggling how would you phrase chapstick lip balm lip balm <laughs> it's not chapstick it's lip balm and you're in this industry so let's kind of unpack this story yeah you know it's funny and i'm i'll i might even counter that i don't even know if i'm i'm in the industry but i'm i feel like i'm in a category of my own because i almost feel like kind lips is actually a behavior modification tool mm. disguised in the form of a lip balm so, but when I started this, I was actually in real estate as a realtor for about nine, 10 years, and I loved it. I woke up every day and I had the best job in the world for eight of those years. And I started, you know, just not liking anymore and questioning what's next. Why don't I like it? I started traveling more, having more vacation time, and I'd come back and I wasn't, I didn't want anything to do with real estate. So one night I was sitting on my couch and trying to figure out what's next and asking myself and I'm literally twirling my lip balm around. I'm like, I love lip balm. I can make a lip balm. This can't be rocket science. And I've always used lip balm and I never found one that I actually was loyal to. So I was thinking about at that point, I was reading a lot about the power of my words and there's all these studies about how different musics, they'll play different types of music and different frequencies will make plants grow at different rates. There's another um, book and all this stuff. I was reading about this Dr. Emoto from Japan and he took these three jars and had them cleanse the same way, put three scoops, scoops of rice in each jar and put water in each jar, labeled one love, one he didn't label and one he labeled hate. And for 30 days he walked up to the jars and he'd write, I love you. The other one he'd walk up to wouldn't say anything to it. The third one he'd walk up to and be like, I hate you. And so he repeated this every day for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, the jar he said, I love you to was white and looked normal. The one he didn't say anything to was kind of brown and mushy. And the one he said, I hate you to was dark and black and, and really gross. So wow. reading through this and I, I like, it just like blew my mind at how like that was such a physical representation of how important our words are, how powerful they are. So I started going down this rabbit hole of reading all this stuff and, and so at the same time, literally, this is a 10 minute conversation with myself and I'm sitting on my couch. I'm like, I want to do a lip balm, but if I'm going to do it, how can I do it different? And, um, I was tying in all this stuff together and I was like, okay, like I know how important my words are. I'm going to call it blessed lips. It's going to be prayed over positive energy put into it. I'm going to market it towards a niche group of like yogis or Christians or kind of more of the spiritual side of people. Mm -hmm. And so that whole progression was 10 minutes and my phone rang and it happened to be my mom and she was calling about some family stuff and listened to her for 10 20 minutes and then I'm like I got this really cool idea I want to tell you about it and so I started telling her and she's like oh you'll be great at whatever you do I got to go dinner's on the table and I kind of got off in it I was like man I really you know I appreciate the fact that she said I'll be great at whatever I'm going to do but she really didn't say anything more than that and it was probably more hurt to my ego because I was so excited than her not being a good mom and uh, <laughs> for not being like very kind. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but the reason I, I bring that up is so I went about my night, forgot about lip balm and um, watch TV, went to sleep. 
Next morning, I wake up, my phone's ringing at 6 a.m., and it's my mom again. And I was like, oh, crap, who died? Why is she calling me? <laughs> so I answer the phone, and I'm like, you okay? Is everything okay? And she's like, oh, I'm good. Like She's like, but I've been up for three hours waiting to call you. She's like, I had the craziest dream, most vivid dream I've ever had in my life. And then my next thought was like, crap, I'm going to die. And uh, <laughs> she's warning me. Um, she's like, I had a dream when you and your sister were really young, and you guys got in this massive fight. And you said some really mean things to her. And I punished you. And what I made you do, she said she made me sit down and write sentences. And she made me write the law of kindness is on my lips. And I had to write it 50 times. And she said every time in the dream I wrote the words kind and lips, they flew off the page and hit her in the face. And she goes, I think if you're going to start this lip balm company, and I wasn't even thinking about lip balm. You know, she's describing all this. She's like, if you're going to start this lip balm company, I think you're supposed to call it kind lips. And it's for everybody. And I literally had chills go down my spine. And I was like, you're so right. And I'm like, I got to go. Like, thank you so much. And I got off the phone and literally ran to my computer and went to GoDaddy and typed in kindlips.com. And it was there. So I bought it for $7.99 for two years. And and uh, I knew it was like a sign that I needed to, to start this company. And yeah, so that's kind of how it got going. Wow. Talk. I mean, I'm having a little bit of chills on my end just from hearing that story. So I can't imagine. And I love those little signs and a lot of our stories that we've had on with the conversations of other people and their journey of starting something had had something similar of like following like just little little spots here and there of direction like oh I should start this because this is pointing me that way but to have that type of moment and with your mom yeah that's really cool yeah Yeah, it was really special and so I you know after I knew that that was what my next mission was in life and I started learning how to make lip balm so I'd literally (laughs) Bought every lip balm I could find, wrote down the ingredient list, started crossing off what wasn't natural or organic, and then my Friday and Saturday nights would be at home mixing lip balm on the stove. Wow. And what does that consist of? You have different, I'm guessing there's plant-based type of ingredients, or what is the... Yeah, there's liquids, there's solids, like a beeswax, and there's like a shea butter, there's liquids, there's olive oils, different Mm -hmm. types of oils like that, and then even coconut oil that's kind of in between. So did you just like throw it into a pot and just like a witch and just like pretty much yeah <laughs> poured a glass of wine and uh, yeah let's, started let's going get to work, to work. <laughs> yeah did you ever Google like how to make like lip balm I uh, YouTube it yeah YouTube'd it. there you go totally. YouTube University yeah uh, that's uh, I love like the practicality of I think that's one thing that Andrew and I always try and do is just like unpack someone's story or someone like how someone did something in the most like relatable fashion and I could totally see like you just sitting there on a Friday night, no one, like nothing else going on, but you're just like locked in to making this lip balm. That's incredible. One thing that I, um, you said like really early on was, you know, you have like this, um, internal motive to be kind and you know, you, you framed it without ever saying like, Oh, it's because of kind lips. What was, uh, early on in your life or maybe just were you always had, did you always have that internal motive to, to be kind or was there something else that caused you to like really take the next Mm. step into being kind yeah i think i've always been really aware um even growing up like i still like my earliest memory is dialed in at like three and a half years old and like i remember it and i remember so many things since then and i've always just been aware of everyone around me how are people feeling i'm very empathetic and like just understanding that so i've always tried to almost to a fault of being a people pleaser. And I've actually had to work on that, work on boundaries, different stuff, because 
that that is something but i've always just been aware of other people's feelings and wanting to be kind and wanting to take care of people around me so that's awesome i, I can't take a lot of credit for it other than the way that's just what i've always been so okay mm-hmm. and are you a twin cities local yeah awesome what part of the twin city did you grow up in well i grew up in western wisconsin okay, okay. um we consider we tried to like you know, piggyback on to Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. So at least I did. But H- Hudson, Wisconsin? New Richmond. So New right Richmond. by Hudson. Okay. Yeah. I have a good friend that uh, I graduated Go from Tigers. St. Thomas. That he went to New <laughs> Richmond. Awesome. Um, we, we, we're good. We got uh, good friends in Hudson. Shout out Yam House. Yeah, shout out Yam House. Local band that started in Hudson. Now they're primarily rooted in the Twin Cities. They're, they're nice. pretty much big time. Is yeah. What, like, we like to connect are. the dots. Yeah. You know, if I travel, I tell everyone I'm from Minneapolis. So I'm great. Yeah, I feel good. like I'm a Minnesotan now. There you go. Good man. Um, so going just from the point where you started making lip balm and yeah. on Friday, Saturday nights, I, on, on, touching on that, yeah, yeah, was there like a first sign of success? Like yeah. I'm mixing all this stuff. What am I doing? I'm going onto YouTube. I'm trying to follow their process and making it my own. What was that first thing? Like, Oh, I got something. You know, I, I literally took me three iterations and that was like my first product. That was 1.0. So it was three different weekends of, of making this stuff. And after I made the first one, I had a baseline and I knew it was like too soft. So then I had to add more beeswax, more shea butter to kind of tighten up the, mm-hmm. the formula. Okay. And then I made another one and I went too far and I made a third one and kind of met where it was supposed to be. So, okay. Have yeah. you just, have you always been tinkering with it or has that been kind of the baseline ever since you I tinkered it? with it after the baseline because mm-hmm. I removed, I had sunflower oil in there and I removed it just because and added more olive oil because olive oil was a more i wanted to have like the best ingredients possible Mm -hmm. and olive oil and sunflower oil essentially did the same thing yeah um so i figured i might as well add more olive oil even though it cost me more sure i just wanted to make sure that the product i was putting out there was there you go as high quality uh this this is kind of a sciencey question or and you might not know the answer but why does chapstick make your lips not chapped do you know well, the answer to that? Yeah, there's lip balm. What lip balm? Why does lip balm? <laughs> what is kind lips? Yes. What is kind? Li- yeah. Okay. Let's just start branding that kind lips. <laughs> Absolutely. That there's different oils in. So your lips have a layer of moisture on them, mm-hmm. and there's different oils that seal that moisture on your lips. So that's how it keeps the moisture inside. Mm, so, so it traps the moisture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I like that. And I'm assuming Newman is German. Ish, you know, I just did my 23 and Me. Okay. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So I got that back. I'm actually mostly British, but Newman is German. Okay. Yeah. I was curious because the olive oil, maybe there was a little bit of Italian roots, mm-hmm. and I just, I always vibe with Italians. Uh, Andrew's just always like on this digging. He's always digging. digging <laughs> the journey the of Italians. connecting with Italians. That's incredible. Yes. I had a really funny story on that. I was uh, talking to, um, uh, I had a conference call two weeks ago. It was the day after I got my 23 and Me back, and and I'd never talked to these people before, and they're looking to buy a bunch of kind lips and use it for some corporate gifting. And they're they're like, we love your mission, we love your ingredients, we love everything that you're doing. Um, you don't happen to be a woman-owned or minority-owned business, do you? And I was like, no, I'm, I can't claim that at all. And um, to the people that can't see or can't see me right now, I'm about as white as you know piece of paper so as the wall behind you yeah, a little bit camouflage right now <laughs> um, and uh but when i got my 23 me, me back i had 0.1 percent african american or 1.1 percent african really so i'm on this conference call and i'm like kind of being a smart ass and i'm like 
No, actually, I take that back. I am a minority-owned business, and I wasn't <laughs> I sure proof. how they were going to take that or not. And mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, I was just joking, and, sure. and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I ended up. I have the proof right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you have the uh, that first baseline. Where do you go from there? Do you take that to a manufacturer, or is it um, now conti- to can you continuously find that branding of Kind Lips? Yeah, so I was handing out tubes of friends, and you know, making sure that they all like the formula and the consistency of it, or and uh, and I knew that I wanted to scale, and I would never be able to produce the volumes in my kitchen that I you know wanted to get to. So right. I literally I couldn't find a manufacturer, and I'm you're, I was googling lip balm manufacturers, googling all this stuff, and couldn't find any information. Finally, um, found a different manufacturer, called them, got a referral to another place, and that was probably that probably took longer to get the right manufacturer than it did to actually make the product. Mm-hmm. So then finally got hooked up with one and went and toured their facility and, and got to know them a little bit and felt really comfortable with them. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. You have to really trust a manufacturer because you're giving, you're giving your baby off and yeah. now they're blasting it off in, in bulk. Yeah. Um, and that's like for us, like we, we are, the only thing we manufacture is like T-shirts and stuff and we struggled forever. And then we found Visionary Manufacturing and they actually ended up becoming a sponsor. And this isn't an ad. It's just relating to your story. Yeah. And that's incredible. But mm-hmm. um, Good plug. Yeah, great plug. And if you're really trying to use Visionary Manufacturing, <laughs> use Backpocket at VisionaryMFG.com. Yeah, just hit us up yeah. with uh, and then we can hook you up with custom apparel. So, mm-hmm. yeah. not, you know, not a sponsor. Break. Yeah, not, no, well, definitely a sponsor, not an ad. Yes. And okay. uh, yep. anyways, what 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 we're talking about here is um, so I'm a timeline guy. I get made fun of this all the time. I like to understand like how long you've been doing things for, how old you are, or you know all these stupid questions. Yeah. But how long you've been running Kind Lips for? It's been about two and a half years now. Nice, same. We're we're about two and a half years into the podcast. Yeah. Yep. So for two and a half years, you're here now, and this is the first full season under. Um, you doing it full time. You've officially left the real estate game. The clients are still calling you and you got to turn them down. How's that going? Uh, it's, it feels amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, when, as soon as kind lips started, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. That's where my happiness was. And that's where my fulfillment was coming from. And every time I went back to do a real estate transaction, it was pulling teeth. And even though that's where the money was, and I had to do that for a certain time when I just finally had to make up my mind and be like, all right, I'm either going to do this and go all in and I might regret it someday or I might fall flat on my face, but I just never want to regret it. So, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, as of January 1, it was full time and Congrats. just, you know, still when somebody calls me, of course, I'll take the call, say, hey, I'm not in the business anymore, but here's somebody that can help you. But here's some here's some kind lips. Yeah. You got to put that in <laughs> there. Go so. to www.kindlips.com. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um so it's not an ad it's just no yeah, yes. no that and that's also not an ad because <laughs> yes. we're just talking about kind lips and how great it is and like you know yeah. the whole nine yards um you mentioned earlier how you went uh traveling for a while and it kind of gave you a new perspective and you realized you didn't really like real estate what what was uh what was that whole kind of experience like could you unpack kind of like why that was that you made that realization and really pushed yourself to the next step well before in, in real estate i because I loved it so much, I was a workaholic. I mean, mm-hmm. I was working seven days a week and, you know, anywhere from eight to 10, 12 hours a day. And, but it never felt like work. Mm-hmm. And as every once in a while, I'd get a little burnt out and I would leave for a weekend and just kind of regroup and come back and I would just be really motivated to work again. So that, I always thought that was going to be the fix for that. And that was just uh, I, what I realized is that was a season of my life when I loved real estate. 
And when I started, um, I kept trying to travel to get back that love and come back and have that motivation to do it. And when I realized that it wasn't that motivation to come back, wasn't working that I was, there was a different season. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's when you kind of started this entrepreneurial journey of looking for that next step. Yeah. I mean, fortunately real estate is very entrepreneurial. I think it kind of gets overlooked, is, yeah. but you're, you're running your own business. I mean, you're hiring people, you're doing all the marketing, you're, you know, firing people, you're mess, you're doing sales and, and kind of everything. So um, when I got in that business, it was like, go buy your computer and good luck. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of help. So, And that's really cool that you mention it like that because you're now able to take that real estate industry and all of those intricate inter- interpersonal school interpersonal skills you've gathered and apply that to your own entrepreneurial journey in kind lifts. And that's got to be a totally different experience, but at the same time, you can pull those strings. Yeah. I mean, just learning how to have conversations with people. I think, you know, and I always said in real estate, you don't have to be a rocket science. You just have to be normal and uh, <laughs> you just show up on time and do what you say you're going to do. Um, and I kind of feel like even this industry is the same. Like you just just be normal. Have a conversation with somebody. Talk to them. Let them know what you're about, what you're trying to do. And it might not be for everybody and might be for some people, but mm-hmm. just show up and do the best you can. We spend so much money on everything but ourselves all of the time. Like Andrew. Andy Fuel Source over here spending money on McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and Chipotle all in one day. Let's spend this money just a little more wisely. Invest in yourself. Invest in that passion project. Invest in your dreams. You are spot on, dude. We do not invest in ourselves enough. That's why we partnered up with Visionary Manufacturing. That's right. Visionary Manufacturing, a one-stop shop, custom products company dedicated on delivering a quality product to help you grow your brand. They're committed to help turn that brand, that passion project, that dream into a reality. Simple as that. We just bought these simple, nice Bella Canvas soft ocean blue tees for a great price and a beautiful turnaround. Absolutely. And if you want to invest in your dreams like us, wild the average guys, hit us up at backpocket at visionarymfg.com. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T at visionarymfg.com and we'll create a custom package just for you. I love that, man. It's it the, boiling it down like that's so simple because you know there are other podcasts and other um platforms where people are always like giving advice and all this stuff and we love just unpacking someone's story because within someone's story is a lot of just maybe just advice or direction that someone can take. Yeah. And that's why we call our podcast the back pocket cuz they'll hear something that you say and they'll they'll take that little piece that little nugget and they'll put it in their back pocket for when they want to use it later in mm-hmm. their own life. And so I love what you're saying there. Um when did you find like uh the direction to really pursue like I mean you had kind lips and being kind and everything but how did you know like okay now let's go like the anti-bullying route. Was that very one to two right away or yeah so i you know growing up went to church and my i got my weekly allowance of a dollar a week and i always had to bring a 10 cents to church and put it in the offering bucket so at a young age my parents taught me to give back and and you know contribute to church or charity and so that's something that's always been a part of my life and you know high school college definitely got out of that and wasn't you know wasn't really on my priority list and and I went through kind of a low point in my mid to late 20s where I couldn't, didn't really know what I wanted to do and what where I was going to be going. 
And I kind of just made this commitment to get back into my faith. And also like that started to just giving that 10% with every dollar that I made. And, um, and when I started that, I started to really, I, I realized that I wanted to get back into real estate and everything just kind of started turning around and going in a, in a positive direction for me. So, but even throughout my real estate career and being fortunate enough to have a lot of clients and do well, I always gave 10% right off the top and I wanted to give more and I couldn't get myself to, to give more than 10%. And so I was like, all right, well, if I'm starting kind lips, like I have to just give 20%, otherwise I'm never going to get there. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to donate 20%. And, and I was thinking what goes along well with, with speaking kind words. And so many people are being bullied, whether it's online or in person. And I knew the anti-bullying thing was just the perfect fit. And what it was, you know, it was a peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And what's the process like? finding the um, right charities to donate to because that can't be easy there's pro- is there a personal connection or what yeah what's the process like yeah so google mm-hmm. googling anti-bullying go. charities sure and um, you know luckily minnesota has pacer foundation which is one of the largest if not the largest anti-bullying charity in the country wow. based out of bloomington and then there's another really awesome organization called youth frontiers and they go into schools and do um, kindness retreats and all those teaching kids how to be more kind and um, a bunch of different classes. So, and those are the two primary primary charities. Uh, yeah, twenty percent proceeds are going to. Yep, those okay. are the two. And then we're also doing on top of that. We're also donating a lot of tubes. We created a, you know, I stumbled into. I had a teacher that um, when I first started, she had bought thirty tubes, and I didn't even know she was a teacher. And somebody bought thirty tubes on her website. She reaches out a couple months later, and she's like, "Hey, just want to let you know, um, I bought these. Gave them to all my fifth graders." And now all of our fifth graders remind each other to put their kind lips on if anybody's like not being nice to somebody. Mm -hmm. So it kind of became like this word or this phrase that everybody was using to be more kind to each other. And I was, and it was like a, you know, a spark went off and I was like, that's so awesome. Like to be able to go in the school system, have kids like correcting each other and no one can really get mad. If you're being not nice to somebody and I'm like, oh, put your kind lips on, like, you can't really get mad at me for saying that, you know? No. So all these kids were doing it. And I was like, maybe there's something to this. We started working on a school program. Awesome. Dude. I love how it's like a movement. Like you said, like right away, was it, it's not, it's not the product that creates the movement. It's the movement that's from the product. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right at all, but you, you get where I'm getting at where yeah. it's like, no, you are, you're okay. on it. Yep. Uh, am I saying that? right? Okay. Yes. I think that's amazing. Like it doesn't have to be, um, doesn't have to be product driven it can be just uh, kindness driven and i think uh yeah lip balm's a vehicle basically exactly mm-hmm. there you go um and one it goes back to when i and i meant I, I said you're in the chapstick you're in the lip balm industry and you said and you pivoted and you said i'm not in that industry i'm, I'm in the industry of giving kindness yeah and making that uh that awareness and it just so happens to be doing it through the vehicle of lip balm yeah yeah, yeah and you know and i and i thought you know i was really excited to do this and one of the one of my favorite stories is I was, um, I had like the white tube. There was no label on it. It was before, you know, I'd even had it manufactured. But I knew the intention of the product was to be a reminder to speak kind words every time I applied it. And I'm kind of on the introverted side, so it's hard for me to like step outside of my comfort zone. And, and I go to Brasa. Shout out to Brasa. One of my favorite places in Northeast Minneapolis. What is that? Brasa. Yeah, I don't know. And, uh, well, 
we'll go there sometime. All right, sweet. Yeah, I can't even explain it. We'll put it on the company card. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So I'm there and I order my food to go and I'm waiting for my food. And and I look over and there's these two ladies that are like my grandma's age, 75, 80 years old. And I I put my tubicine lips on and, and or put some lip balm on. And I was like, wow, these are just two beautiful, like majestic older women. And it's kind of a weird thought. And it, and it wasn't sexual or anything like that. Just yeah. like, wow, these are just beautiful women. And I was like, I should tell them. I'm like, I just, you know, that's what the intention of this product is. You think something nice, tell somebody, like make somebody's day better. Yeah. Got my food and I walked by them, didn't say anything and getting nervous. And I'm like, I have to go back and like get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So I turned around and went back. I'm like, I just have to let you two know that I thought you were both beautiful and I hope you have enjoy your meal and have a great night and you know it's probably sweating and really awkward but walked out of there as fast as i could type deal but then so at that moment i learned like maybe there is something to this actually being a reminder to to speak kind words Mm. or to give somebody a compliment yeah Yeah, i love that um one question that andrew asked me um a couple weeks ago i think it was in a media bridge meeting and i forget what the context was but the question was what was a kind act that you experienced that someone did for you when you were little and like, how did that impact you? So I want to ask you that, like, did you have, um, an act of kindness done on you when you were little, when you were in like a tough situation or something that has stuck with you to this day? That's a good question. I, one of the things that pops out in my head first is growing up. I was, a there's five kids growing up and dad was a teacher. Mom stayed at home. So there wasn't a lot of, uh, you were, you have five kids in your family. Yeah. Same. Yeah. What, 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 uh, I'm position? the second oldest. Second oldest. I'm the oldest. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. A lot of pressure on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember being young and like being on this traveling baseball team and other being able to like other families would take me and like even having other families like buy me meals and do other stuff like that. Cause I knew that we just didn't have the extra finances to do that stuff and being able to go to Dairy Queen or wherever and do that. And like, that was something that really meant a lot to me growing up was just having people step up to the plate and take care of me and, and help out when they didn't have to. That's Dude, awesome. That's awesome. So. Yeah. And, and a great example that I had from like that, the same question is kind of similar to you is, um, I mean, those random moments of like families or um, people in that same position, um, giving the, their kindness is, it's very powerful. And the one example that I shared with my team during this uh, activity that we did was I was in like fourth grade and I didn't know how to tie my shoes yet. And like, that's an age where you should know how to tie your shoes. And uh, we were in gym class doing like the sit and reach. So you had to take your shoes off and I took them off. And my parents bought me the tie shoes because you have to learn how to tie your shoes at this age. And I refused to learn or I just, I was a lefty. So I blamed it on me being a lefty and all my family members being a righty. And um, I had to put my shoes back on and I started crying because I couldn't figure out how to tie my shoes. And um, one of my classmates, who I wasn't good friends with, came up to me and was like, I'll tie your shoes for you. Um, and I, I know you're a lefty, and I, I'm a lefty, too, so I can help. I'll teach you. And uh, he taught me, like, right then and there, and we practiced, like, five times, and on, like, the sixth one, I got it. And I was able to tie my shoes from then on. And I was good friends with him, never, like, best friends with him, but, like, good friends with him all through high school and then we went our separate ways through college still stay in touch but like it's crazy like how vivid of a memory i have because of that simple act of kindness of like he went up to a classmate wasn't a friend became great friends but he just saw me struggling and uh i really do appreciate 
what you're trying to do through this vehicle because you're going about it in that same mantra of there's people that are struggling and um, giving back to the 20% and bullying and all of that uh, and leaving through leaving from real estate uh, is just incredible and it can't be easy but you're continuing to find that path and it's awesome thank you so much it's been really fun I mean Mm -hmm. honestly going into it and doing it it once I committed to it I almost feel bad saying this but it is easy because I'm waking up every day and I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, um, doors are opening, and I know that my what I'm doing aligns with what my values are mm-hmm. and where I'm supposed to be. And I think when those things kind of line up, like doors do open up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing you also mentioned was how you were you, you were making really good money with the real estate in the real estate industry, and that's a great. In, I mean, there's a lot of profitability. Lots of bags with, with commission. Yeah, you make bags. Makes bags. Like, makes bags. Yeah, and you were talking about offline how you had to change your lifestyle a little bit, and I am just really curious on the end of uh, you're selling chapstick and like that. Hey, you're selling kind lips, dude. Kind lips. Get I did right. it again. Thank no, you. That's all right, dude. Yeah. We'll hold each other accountable, and that's yeah. those are kind acts as well. Yes, attaboy. boy. Um, what is it like um, making money in this lip balm era? Um, I, I, I'm guessing it's selling in bulk um, because it's got to be difficult to be making that profit on the one-to-one. Yeah, so uh, you know, it's funny when I was doing this part-time and it wasn't uncommon for me to sell a $500,000 million condo or house. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good chunk of change to put in the bank account. And, and when I first started, I had a, a box of lip balm and um, there's a local company woodchuck here that makes my wood boxes. So they ben look, VW. yeah, Ben VW. Good dude. And, uh, we, uh, so I made these boxes, or they made these boxes for me. So they stand out. Everyone else has cardboard boxes. And so I put the lo- tubes in there and I go to a couple boutiques and like, Hey, here's my mission. Here's what the product looks like. And they're like, Oh, we love it. We'll take it. And so I spent a day and went to like five boutiques and I was like, so proud of myself you know, and spent all day doing that. And, you know, it's like I make $30 a box or whatever at the end of the day. And I was like, I'm going to have to do a lot of boutiques and a lot of (laughs) door to door stuff and to make this work. And Mm -hmm. then I had uh, my assistant at the time, I had her like track down a bunch of boutiques that could, um, you know, a list. And so I put together an email and I'm like, we just email out all the stuff, the sell sheet and everything to these boutiques. And we did 50 boutiques and we had 35 of them respond. And, uh, like within the first week. So I was like, well, that's way more efficient and started doing that. And, um, since then, since I went full time, honestly, when I, you know, so I realized that it was going to be really hard to make money selling, selling lip balm, especially one offs. And, um, and our website was up and running. And if we got three to five sales a week, that was a, that was a big week. And, um, just driving traffic to it was difficult. And I was going into, I was meeting with anybody and everybody that I could because I didn't have another option. And mm-hmm. and I met with this really brilliant lady, and she um, she's like, I've got this friend that works at Regis Corp. And I didn't even really know what Regis Corp was, to be honest. And, and I was like, I'll meet her. Like, you know, set it up. And she's like, yeah, they, they have some hair salons and different stuff. And so, like, yeah. So I thought we were meeting for coffee, and I ended up going to this meeting. And there's um, five people end up showing up in the room. And so we go through, do this meeting, and I leave there. And an hour later, I had a purchase order for 3,500 locations. Wow. So before that, I was in about 60 boutiques. Oh. Um, and so I went from 60 to 3,560. And so oh. that's – but that happened literally a week and a half after I had told my partner um, 
at Sotheby's that I was going to be moving on and doing this. And I had committed to like leaving real estate. And as soon as I set that intention, all of a sudden that door opened up and mm-hmm. they haven't shut since then. So wow. that's awesome. And oh, I was going to say like, just that's amazing. Like yeah. first off the, just being able to take advantage of those opportunities, I think is really the key there because you know, these doors are opening for you, but they're only open for so long. Yeah. And you got to just go, 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 go. And that's how you make it happen. What were you going to say? Um, to kind of not backtrack, but pivot a little bit, you telling your partner of eight, 10 years yeah, uh, in real estate and you guys being a top 10 in Minneapolis and, and a kick-ass agency, a real estate agency. How, how did that go? I mean, that's not an easy conversation. It's kind yeah. of like a break. Yeah, it was. I mean, and we'd, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think there was an initial period where he thought that I just didn't want to be partners with him. I don't think he understood fully my intent. My heart was that it was with kind lips and not with real estate. Mm -hmm. And I think he wanted me, he thought I was just taking my business and going my own place now. Um, and that he learned real quick that that wasn't, you know, the case. And we have a, I mean, I talked to him on the phone today. We have a great friendship and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, he still crushes it. Ben Ganji, um so he's not an ad but ben ganji that's is ad. the man that's an ad he's i'm gonna ad. Yes. Means, i'm selling lip balm so i probably need to start doing some more ads now but uh <laughs> we um, can teach you how to do them we, we just start doing it like podcast ads and we have way too much fun with it that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> um so you're still good friends with him but that conversation end up at that time it probably wasn't easy yeah it was hard mm-hmm. um but like anything it when you, you know if you're breaking up if it's a relationship and you know mm-hmm. it's not the right one for you it's always going to be hard because you care about the person and you don't want to be mean, but at the end of the day, you know, what's right. Mm -hmm. And I knew that my next season of life wasn't in real estate. So that, uh, that trumped any conversation that I would have had to have. Yep. Love it. I'm fed up with networking events and by no means is that a controversial thing to say at all, but you know, I'm, I'm going on a limb here and I'm trying to say that all I want to do is enjoy some beer and have some conversations. Is that too much to ask? Well, Zach, you could have said that a little bit better. But what he's trying to say is some of the best conversations, and more importantly, collaborations, that's what Lincoln Drink is all about, have those conversations with local hustlers, entrepreneurs, creatives, and people right here in the Twin Cities sandbox. Yes, and this will be the fourth of its kind. It's still in its nascency. Nascency. But boy, is it growing. We're stoked to have you Remember this time and place. We'll give you some time. Grab some pen and paper. Write this down in your notes right now. Remember this. May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. That's May 8th at Finnegan's Bruco. So we've been talking a lot about, you know, the the successes, the trials, the tribulations of, you know, starting and then he, just kind of hearing your amazing story and your drive to be kind. Um, but we want to ask a question that is a back pocket core question, and that is, what is your average quality? So this will be some, this is something that you do well at times, maybe do well or horrible at other times, and at the end of the day, you're average. It's something that humbles you, and it is something that usually stems from when you try something new. So with that being said, what is your average quality? My average quality that's right now, I feel like it's something that it is evolving as I continue to evolve as a as a human being is mm-hmm. is being authentic being authentically who I am. And I've, you know, I think that's something that I've always, it's always been easy for me to adapt to the people that I'm around. And I've noticed it myself, like I'll speak differently around, like I just kind of sync up to people. And 
for a season of life, like in real estate, that really worked well because I could build that rapport really quick. And that's just how I was designed. And that's how I was able to like make so many friends and, and, and be efficient with what I was doing. And, and right now, because I'm in this season of just being more and more kind and trying to be excellent and be this example, I know that that has to be true to my core and be super authentic because I can't, you can't fake it. And, you know, even today I went to Costco and I literally walking through the parking lot and there's a piece of garbage and I walk by it and I'm like, I turned around and went and picked it up and it was a dirty old cup with frozen snow on it. And I didn't want to do it, but I just did it because I had, I just have to do it. And it's just that consistent learning and, and humbling yourself. And I, you know, I'm by no means am I perfect at it, but I'm trying to get better every day mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll be better tomorrow, be more authentic tomorrow to who I am. And, you know, even it's, it's hard going and hanging out with different friend groups or um, being around new people and, and they're acting in ways. I had this awesome opportunity where I did my first trade show and I, I got a deal with Neiman Marcus, which completely blew my mind. And I, Neiman Marcus is way out of my league. And so I went out to California and did this grand opening and, and had kind lips there and, and went out to dinner with some of the buyers later on. And we're all sitting around the table and, and I'm the kind guy and, and uh, we're having a glass of wine and they, they all, it was me and five women and they're all kind of gossiping and doing this sort of stuff. And they kept apologizing to me and I was, I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting there listening, you know, and not judging. And I was just kind of laughing and, and they just kept feeling bad. And I was like, it's okay. Like you guys can be whoever you want to be or say, I don't, doesn't bother me. And then I realized as the night went on, I started like gossiping along with them Mm. and i'm it's really like something gossiping talking about other people when they're not there isn't something that i want to be doing in this season of my life and and i realized and the next morning i woke up and i'm like man i have to be so careful to not to not fall into those traps of doing stuff that isn't authentic to who i who i feel like i should be so that is an incredible answer and i'm so happy you you took it in the way of like i'm evolving in this aspect that's very core to what I'm producing um, because a lot of our guests have that interpretation and many of them don't. And like some of the, we had a guest on that was trying to become a DJ and uh, his average quality was being a DJ because he, Tyler Schmidt, Tyler yeah. Schmidt. And he was like, I am, I know where I want to be. And right now I'm not there, but every single day I'm trying to get better at it. So having that interpretation of your average quality through authenticity, through feeding it into kind lips and having a personal experience that, hey, I didn't do it that well during this um, uh, meeting with other people that end up gossiping. And I fell into that trap and having that recognition and uh, and then trying to reapply it into your life. That's that's kick ass. And I'm stoked to hear the feedback of our listeners having hearing the story and, and hopefully trying to implement that in their own life. Yeah, it's also to go one off and I didn't. And I'm really learning this too. It's being kind to myself, mm-hmm. and I've been harder on myself than anybody else could be on me. And I'm and I'm really realizing that the more kind I can like be to myself, the more grace I can give to myself, the more just forgiveness I can give to myself, the easier it is for me to exhibit those traits to the people around me. Dude, I love authentically. that. Authentically, I love yes. that because it's it's you when you look inward and work on yourself inside you're a heck of a lot more prepared like jc said to give more yeah and you're in the business of giving man it's it's awesome and i love the 
focus on authenticity because that's something that Andrew and I have done from day one. Like we tagged our podcast as the wildly average podcast and called ourselves wildly average guys because we were, and we still are like we struggled to get our podcast on iTunes two years ago and we struggle with all kinds of different stuff now and being able to share those things, being able to share, you know, the, the times that you screw up or the time or just identifying areas of growth. Um, people relate to it yeah. and people love it. And I think that's great that you are seeing that and you're vulnerable enough or, or recognizing it enough to be like, all right, I got to make this change. Like this is where it's, this is how it's got to be. Yeah. And people will appreciate that. It's, you don't have to be this facade kind lips or anything to make the sale. It's really just be yourself to make the sale or yeah. to grow. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, man. And then feeding right off of that with your average quality, um, this is what's in your back pocket is the next question. And this is something that you carry around all the time. And sometimes it's dealing with stress and pressure and anxiety rising. And other times it's like, I got to dominate a sale or I got to really hone in my craft. And this is kind of what I use in my back pocket. So Josh, what is in your back pocket? Man, I would have to say my faith. Nice. And that's something that's that's been with me for a long time. And, you know, it's not something that I really talk about that much, to be honest. And I never want to like, sometimes it makes people feel uncomfortable or, you know, but honestly, that's, that's like my faith with who I believe God to be. And just, you know, I go to that and it's, I, the more I ask for help, the, the more I seem to get. And it just, you know, it's funny to me, I'll, I'll just, another quick story and I'm out to, I, I've been talking with uh, some different brokerages about they've been wanting to try and take kind lips and try and push it in the target. And it sounds really exciting and sexy, but I've heard a lot of stories about how that's like ruined some brands. They've had to file for bankruptcy after that and things just haven't worked out. So I'm a little bit gun shy to try and go in their right way, especially being a new, a new product. And um, when I went and did this Neiman Marcus thing, I uh, had met with some people that were going to rep me in the Target or wanted to, and and that was a Wednesday, and I, and I go to I was just kind of thinking about it all week long, and and I went to, I flew to California because we were in Newport Beach, and I and that night I went to bed on Friday night, and I was like, all right, God, like this is a conversation, like verbatim, like if this if you want me to do this Target thing, just give me a sign, and I I don't know if I've ever even asked for a sign before, and probably went to sleep and didn't think much more of it, and I do my thing Saturday, fly back to Minneapolis on Sunday and and get my bag and I head down to the, where the Ubers and taxis are. And I see this guy by the name of Rick Gomez and Rick Gomez is a CMO at target. And I happened to, to sell his condo for him. So I, you know, he's a, obviously a high up does real, real cool guy. And, but I only had about 45 minutes to an hour of FaceTime with him and didn't really get a chance to develop a, a you know, a friendship with him. But I saw him and I'm like, Rick Gomez. And, and he turns around and he was trying to, I, he was trying to like place, uh, you know, the face and where he knew me from. And I told him Josh Newman Sotheby's and, and he's like, how's real estate? And I'm like, actually, I'm not it anymore. I'm doing uh, this lip balm of all things right now and gave him a tube. And he's like, where are you coming from? I, I'm like, actually, we just launched with Neiman Marcus and, and Neiman Marcus is, you know, in target. They like, yeah. What, wait, what is Neiman Marcus? Just, it's like a Macy's only oh. like the highest end Macy's you can think of the highest events. Yeah. So if you were so to like people sell your there, chapstick there, you'd sell for like $70. That's <laughs> there's chapsticks in there that are like 30 bucks. And Yo! so one of the things that they wanted is for me to like raise my prices. Okay. And I told them that I won't do it sure. because I don't want to have a, 
a product for wealthy people and a product for not wealthy people. Mm-hmm. So it's inauthentic. Yep. And um, so anyways, I come back, see him and, and I was like, maybe that was a sign. And, you know, by that time I'm tired, I just want to go order some takeout and get home and go to sleep. And I woke up the next morning and every morning I kind of I have my routine and I wake up and I do like this meditation and read, do some journaling and different stuff. And, and it brought me back to, you know, I'm like, oh, I remember I prayed about having the sign and it just so happened that night when I was landing, it was, it was one of the, it wasn't bad weather out. It was nice. The plane goes down the land, almost touched down, pulls back up, does a circle. Pilot comes on says, Hey, there was a plane on the tarmac. We weren't going to have enough room to land. So we're just going to pull around and go again. Um, no issues. Second time plane pulls up again. Um, everybody at that point is like, what's going on? Like, you know, that's weird. Third time we land. And it's fine. So then I go down, get my bags, and and I had a sky priority. So usually those bags come out quicker. And I ended up being the last bag that came out. And I'm, you know, it's eight nine o'clock at night. I'm frustrated. I just want to get home and long day of traveling. And so, anyways, I remembered all that. Like if that plane wouldn't have almost touched down twice and you know landed the third time, if my bag wouldn't have been the last bag off. Rick wouldn't have been there by the bathrooms waiting for his spouse to come out of the bathroom. They would have been gone long ago. And I felt like that was like God just being like, there's your sign. Go for Target. Dude. So <laughs> so long story short, faith. Yes. There you go, dude. And that's you're, you're the second person in a row that's mentioned faith as like their core um, back pocket um, habit, emotion, trait that they carry around with them. Uh, Chelsea Larson was our guest last week. Um, phenomenal person. And... Um, we had that conversation of like, it's really cool to have um, something that's uh, extra uh, external external that um, you rely on. You believe it. You believe in yeah. um, as your source to rejuvenate, to look forward to. And it doesn't necessarily need to be in a religious intent. It could be like you mentioned the yogi, meditation, uh, journalistic um, approach. But everyone needs to have that type of um, release and, and belief. Yeah. And. Um, I'm reading this book right now called, or I've been reading, you know who Yuval Harari is? No. Um, he writes the books Homo uh, Sapiens, Homo Deus, and 21st, 21 Tips for the 21st Century. And he's a very macro guy. He knows all kinds of stuff about history. And he describes the, um, in Homo Sapiens, he describes the come up of man from the time we were Neanderthals and just a thought to the most dominant species in the world. He goes, why is that? Because when we originally started, we were hunter-gatherers. We were very simple. We lived in tribes that were, you know, 50 to 100 people, and that's what we kept at. But then we have now scaled to what we see today in the United States of 330 million people, right? That's crazy. And how and what, what brought people together in, this, um, in these bigger spaces? And it's belief. He said it, it's, it doesn't have to be one thing, right? But we all in this room believe in in something, right? You, you have your faith in your back pocket. We believe in this podcast, and we all believe in democracy. We're all here yeah. uh, in, in the United States. And so I love, like, this whole conversation of just like, hey, it's it, it doesn't have to be – we don't all have to believe in, you know, Catholicism together to all have a conversation or be together, I guess, yeah. is really what I'm getting at. No, totally. I mean, I'm – you know, I think – one of the beautiful things about this country is that we can allow everyone to be exactly who they are yes, and accept everybody for just how they are, who they are. I might not always agree with everybody. And as long as you're 
not like, you know, pushing my brothers or sisters around or treating somebody like in an inappropriate way, yep. you know, we're all going to be cool. So I think, yeah, that's, the, I, I love that. Like, I just love that this, we can just treat each other with kindness and everyone can be cool with each other and, and allow each other to be different. There can always be more, right? There can always be more always kindness, be more. bottomless, con- bo- bottomless kind- kindness that um, we can provide in this world. And I think that's just sweet that you are using Chapstick as the vehicle to promote more of it. Thank mm-hmm. you. And one way we like to spread our kindness mm. is through how we entertain people. Oh, yeah. And it's usually towards the back end of our, of our uh, conversation. It's, it's through a game. Game alert. So game. This is, a, this is a game that we um, did not prep you for. So we're going to throw you out scenarios, or are we going to give him... Um, it's a game we play with all our guests. It's called um, How Different Ways That We Can Come Up With To Not Lose Your Lip Balm. Yeah. Uh, we've been playing it with all our guests. It's a pretty popular game that we play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I really... We can kind of open the floor since like you are... Obviously, this is one of the bigger problems in the lip balm area, and it's a problem that I just I disagree. Have. You disagree? Okay. Because when they do lose it, they need another one. Exactly. Yes. Okay, yeah. So he he's he's just making money off guys like me. Yeah. and other people like me so you're spreading crushing kindness it. spreading yeah. kindness yeah there we go so just think of your supporting anti-bullying every time you lose a tube mm-hmm. that's great and i can kickstart the game with, okay. with my solution and this feeds right into being a solution for you um and being a revenue stream for you is i put lip balm in every scenario that i will come across needing it so i have lip balm in my car at all times it never leaves the car i have lip balm right next to my desk that's I right before I go to bed I, or within arm's reach I can always grab it. It's in our podcast studio now and forever yeah. with kind lips. Um, so we need to create a marketing tactic that just is like um, stick on the wall. Like you can always have this lip balm there. Um, I, I have a, just to expand. I okay. think if you did, um, you had labels or had uh, gave people the opportunity to label their lip balm. So. You could have like car on one of them, and then have uh, bed nightstand on the other one, and then like coat pocket, coat pocket, or you know, in your sock. I don't know. There's all kinds of different places you can put that third one. Yeah, I've had people tell me I should have like a necklace, basically, like make a stylish oh, necklace yeah. that you can put it on there. And I figure I haven't had enough time to even grow the business enough yet to start <laughs> figuring about how all that stuff. But. Yeah, and I'd picture it having like a uh, like a, a circle um, metal chain on the top of the lip balm. Um, so for all of our podcast listeners, this is terrible on, on podcasting, YouTube, on YouTube, YouTube though, this is yeah. good. So it has like a little hook right here on the cap yeah. and uh. like, that's where the nick the necklace sits through. And then you just take it off the cap and the, the cap it. stays on the necklace and the chap. The that could be your guys next entrepreneurial endeavor. No, this and is then for we you. can team up. Oh, we could team up. Oh, collaborate. Yeah. Up. We could yeah. do like love collaboration. Uh, kind yes. lips in your back pocket. Like everyone should have the capacity to give kindness and just have that always with them, safe, Absolutely. tucked away whenever you need it in your back pocket. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I was also thinking, like, have you played Assassin's Creed? Uh, you know I've, what that is? I've seen the movie. Yeah, so, like, mm. you, saw, you really saw that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. What was his name? And uh, uh, he's a really good actor, but I was so surprised he took that role. It's uh, He's an X-Men. He's, like, uh, the... Uh, not Wolverine. Sam, this is when this was we need, what we yeah, challenged we need you, you to, look up. to look up stuff like this. Yeah, no, he, dude, he's good. He's got enough on his plate right, right now, Andrew. Okay. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed, though. Yeah. It, wild that you've you've only watched the movie. That's very uh, minute. Um, but <laughs> but that sums up my life and yeah. who I am. So. so you know, like you know how he like Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Thank you, Sam. There you go, Sam. Um, so like when he uh, 
whips the blade out, right? Yeah. He like does a little wrist thing, flick of the wrist. Maybe we have some sort of uh, mechanism that we can engineer where, and, and it would pretty much only be for commercial purposes. And you can just whip this out, and it's just like boom, kindness right here. Yeah, buddy. like hand one to a girl, or yeah, yeah it's just some like, guys bullying some other person, and then a uh, superhero fifth grader Tommy shows up, and dude, just like, what's what was the thing that the fifth grader boys said that was like so powerful? Put kind kindness on your lips. Uh, they remind each other to put their kind lips on, and the kid comes up. Uh, yeah. To like the kid who's obviously bigger, the bully, and he's like, "Put kindness on your lips, bro." Yeah. And does it have like a, uh, like a, a spring to it, so it like shoots out of the wrist, or is it just like pop up? It would, yeah, it would be the more convenient thing. So you would load the spring yeah. in there, so and that anytime there was an action on it, it would only put in the amount of force to get it right in their palm. Yeah. It wouldn't be shooting it out because that <laughs> is a hazard. Yeah. And but I you could hit someone in the lips and like. That and curve it, but but Andrew, one thing you're not you're not understanding is that like, dude, insurance would be horrible, man. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're gonna build something that's gonna fire chapsticks you, in people's you, faces. You, you partner with that's Nerf. not kind. You partner with Nerf. Yeah, oh. that's another idea too. Yeah. Maybe we do like cork tubes. Yes. Oh, those wouldn't hurt nice. as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. get like woodchuck to make a a chaps uh, fuck, lip balm stand. What? On their nightstand, dude. Oh, the head, like, like, it's a, like a coaster, yeah. like a coaster for like your water, but it's just a coaster for your chest. It could be both <laughs> a water coaster and a lip balm. It could yes. be yeah, uh, two dude. in one. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, dude, he gets it. Yep. Yeah. Um, he sees your vision. All right, I got one more. Um, th- so you, you I definitely have more than one more, but you can only <laughs> think of one more right now. Right. No, this is one I had planned. I, I and this has uh, been a huge problem in my life with losing lip balm, and I won't be lo- well if I do live lose uh my kind lips all i'll be, I'll be you let me know just a text away yeah just a text away but um what i decided to start doing is bagging all small kind or uh lip balms and then just buying big tubs of vaseline and uh it, it just keeps me accountable now i just bring that vaseline in my backpack to work to working out it's in my car with me now on my nightstand it just follows me now it's a traveling vaseline and it's impossible to lose it's so big it's like oh, you all it's like it's big enough that you can't lose it and that's what i've done so maybe maybe kind lips can create bigger tubs i think that you a, can always use more kindness i mean it's I, just in a bigger like you're scaling i love that strategy mm-hmm. and that's uh now i mean i used to put vaseline on my lips when i was a little kid okay mm-hmm. and um i recently learned literally like within the last like six months that vaseline it has petroleum mm-hmm. and any lip balm that has petroleum you end up you put on your lips you end up swallowing some of it and eating it and they said an average person over the course of their lifetime will eat eight to ten pounds of petroleum and our bodies don't digest it Whoa. so it like sticks to your organs so i don't know if you want to like maybe move on from the vaseline but you have just, sold. You've probably got like four and a half pounds of petroleum on At your organs yeah. right now. I've been making dents in that. <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Wow, is so, that? Do you know other industries that have the petroleum? Is that is, is chapstick one of them? Uh, well, you know, it's not intended to be eaten, mm-hmm. but I think it just naturally putting on your lips that you put in there. So yeah, I'm not okay. sure. Um, I'm also the idiot who like puts chapstick or puts lip balm on and then like goes and eats a Chipotle burrito. And it's like, oh cool. I, I definitely ate yeah. some. There. I had the mistake of shaving after I, my, my beard yeah. after I put, um, Ch- lip balm, lip balm on. on and kind lips, kind lips. Exactly. Kind lips. And, uh, 
it was all it, it wouldn't leave my face i was like <laughs> it was Man. horrible i don't Ooh. ever do that that yeah. was that's my one golden nugget good of the day. work dude yeah. all right i like that yeah what do you think about that though? Good, uh, good game. Yeah. All right. It's great. We'll yeah. talk off air. You can take all of those ideas. Yeah. These are all. Man, I mean, I, these I are can't all now. Yeah. You guys already like. You, it's on air, so for I can't you. ever claim that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing, and the, and the best part is, is like you know, you have these morning r- routines, right? It's like, oh, you journal, you meditate. But it's like, oh, you could also listen to the back pocket podcasts, and you can re-listen to this episode, and then boom, you're gonna forget about all these ideas. And now you're going to be able to journal them all down when you're listening to us. Yeah, thank you for that. Something mm-hmm. to think about. Uh, but trapping the puck a little bit on the game and transitioning to our three final questions. Three final questions. Yep. And the first one is a challenge. We love challenging ourselves to tap into kind of your network as a reach guest, someone that you think very highly of that um, could be a, uh, someone in your situation that wants to share their story or it could be someone that like, I don't think you guys can get this person, but I want to see you try. Um, type thing then it could, you can go all different realms so who would you challenge us to get on the, sh- the podcast man there's i would i'm gonna do two is that, oh, that's perfect. Can I play outside the rules a little bit oh yeah um i'll challenge you to get gary v yes okay obviously yep. mm-hmm. i mean who doesn't want but no one has vocalized challenging us that yeah so, so you're the first officially so thank challenged thank you um funny story i was actually doing uh, an event out in la for kind lips and I met with a publicist out there, and she's like, hey, would you like to be on the – she'd love the story. And she's like, would you want to be on the Gary Vee podcast? What? And I was like, yeah, like who wouldn't want to be on there? So potentially, ooh, maybe if that works out, then we'll then I'm going to bring it back to, to you guys. And this is a great warm-up for that because we're super lighthearted, not intense. And you'll have Gary Vee, which is completely different, but you get a little practice of yeah. getting your words Have you listened there. to his podcast before? I have. So – Maybe we should do like a practice. Like you start talking, and I'll just be like, "Oh, did you feel that way? How, you good?" And he, dude, he is the master of just like cutting you off, cutting you off. But also, he he with, says with like intention. he's forwarding, yeah, with intention. He's like forwarding the conversation. Just be ready for that. Like yeah. you know, we really let you unpack your story. You know, really let yourself hear yourself speak, and it's great. But just Gary Vee is totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll do some practice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then, um, so the person I think that. Um, I will challenge you to have on your show is my sister oh. and she was a marriage and family therapist and she left um, that industry too and started a her own business and she only works with like C-level entrepreneur type people and what her job is have you guys ever seen the show billions on Showtime I have I haven't watched a lot of them but I've seen it okay yes. so you know that's all these um, financial guys that are trading stocks and they have like a built-in in their company they have this built-in psychologist and she helps them to have their mindset on point all day so that they can be the most effective traders that they can be mm. so my sister Meredith she's basically that person here in Minneapolis where she meets with business owners and she gets them dialed in so that they can be as effective business leaders in, in their industry awesome. a lot of times what ends up happening is it's you know, we all show up to work every day and we're dealing with girlfriends, boyfriends, kids, you know, family issues, deaths in the family, whatever we're dealing with. A podcast. A podcast. And that all comes in and, you know, then you're dealing with your coworkers and you're taking out that stuff on them. So that's what happens a lot of time. Otherwise, there is those relationships or dynamics and work. But she she sees it all and deals with all that. So mm-hmm. she's Whoa. I think it'd be interesting. And her name is Meredith Newman. Meredith Man. Newman. You got that, Sam? Write that down. Thank baby. you so much. Whoa, that's awesome. awesome. Yep. 
All right. Me up. And we've been hammering you with questions now for 50 or so minutes. Um, I'm curious if you have any questions for us at this point. Put the ball in your court. Who is your each of your dream guests? Phenomenal question. Do you want to start? I mean, it's so it's cliche, but at this point, it's Joe Rogan. Like I, that man, I listen to that guy religiously. Yeah. And, at this point in my life, and I, I always have like these times of where like I want I'll go to like where I would go to L.A. at the comedy store because I do comedy now too. And a lot of that is because of, you know, Joe. Yeah. Um, but I just want to go up to him and be like, dude, thank you, man. Like, you have provided more value in my life than you would have ever thought. And it's just because he has conversations with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we do a lot of similar stuff on the podcast. And I just would love to have a conversation with him just to kind of tell him that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew? Joe is definitely right up there, if yeah. not number one for me as well, because he's been the guiding light of just creating conversation um but someone that really has impacted my family and it goes back to the uh the italian roots um I'm, my family's from pittsburgh and uh someone that is like mr rooney is the owner of the pittsburgh steelers and uh i think it's art rooney now it was dan rooney the second and this is art rooney the second and um like someone inside that family having on the podcast and just having the ability to tell him like you keep my family that with all the negative stuff that can happen inside my 25 cousins seven aunts family that all this different stuff going on there's always the pittsburgh steelers to have that like soft light-hearted conversation and talk about sports when the worst things are going on and you can just talk about the steelers and forget about someone's going through this struggle and having the ability to tell uh, mr rooney that and have a conversation about him and his family starting the pittsburgh steelers would be incredible that's really cool mm-hmm when do you guys feel like as people you will have arrived? Hmm. Whoa. Dang. I think, I mean, that's tough. I, I really love where I'm at now. Like I am just enthusiastic about what I'm doing in my life. Where I, like we had an, we had a, or one of the things that happened to us the other night was we showed up at this, uh, networking bar event and, like three or four people came up to us and they were like, yo, how's it going, dude? Love your podcast. And they, you know, just pumping us up. And I was yeah. like, dang, like I, I've never had that happen before. And it's not like I'm loving the fame and soaking it all in. That's all I want. But it kind of gives you that like perspective. I was like, man, like I don't even know you, but I made you feel good. And I don't know. Is it, would that be an arrival? It, it was cool. Mm-hmm. What do that, you think? No, that's a great, that's a great response. Um, this kind of was like happening to me today, um, quite a few times. And I listened to this, a podcast, Aubrey Marcus. Um, he's kind of a, um, meditation, psychedelic, um, wellness, wellness runs on it, if you on know it, that which is. Yeah. Their, their tagline is total human optimization. Um, and he was talking about jealousy and I was like, I struggle with jealousy all the time. And I don't know if this is exactly like feeling arrived, but having the ability to let that jealousy float by and not having to think about it on a consistent basis, um, then I can really have those kindness thoughts habitually and always acting kind. And I think that to play into what you're doing and to kind of what I had kind of like a aha moment today of jealousy, just playing a gross role in my life. And it's like, get rid of that and you, you're on the next step of arrival per se yeah mm-hmm. awesome okay. answer i have uh actually just to build off mine um <laughs> sorry i just had this i wanted to say get it out there yeah, just yeah, 
get it out. Um, kind of the uh, where was I going with it? Jealousy? No, not jealousy. What I was saying. Oh, okay. Making an impact that's just bigger than you. Yeah, I think that's really what I'm getting at. Is like when I can confidently say that this, you know, who well, who cares what the number is, right? I love impacting that one person, but when I can more so see an impact or see a brand or see back pocket or whatever we're doing, you know, push something that's external from us. That's when I can really say like, all right, mm-hmm. we have arrived. I love that you started um, answering that question with that. You love where you're at today. And that, that really hit home with me because that's one thing, you know, when I was um, in college, I'm like, man, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be married by the time I'm 24. I'm going to have a kid on the way. And that's just kind of, that's, and I was looking forward to that. And my life hasn't been anything like that. And it's a beautiful life. There's not a day that I regret. And every hard thing that I've ever had has made me the person and challenged me to become a better person. And so I'm so thankful for it. But I, every day is just like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I know I'm not where I'm going, but I'm really thankful and happy that I'm here today. And this is, I've arrived today Mm. and tomorrow I'm going to arrive tomorrow. And then, you know, so I love like just being in the moment and cause we don't know what's happening tomorrow. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that I'd really try and not do is worry or even think about tomorrow. And even with kind lips, a lot of people are like, do you have projections? Do you have all this stuff? And I was like, no, I'm just going to wake up tomorrow. I got what's in my calendar. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and then see what happens. Mm. And that might not be the right attitude for everybody, but for me, it works. And so I could really relate to that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and we've been like, people ask us, cause we do this from five to nine every night, every day. Um, we have jobs from nine to five and we come home when we talk about the podcast, we talk about it during work too, but we really can we we re- think about the podcast during, uh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> but, uh, we get asked like, what's the goal? What's your five-year plan? What's the vision? What's the vision? And like, well, there, it's the, I mean, we put it right here, the saying of the month, dominate the sandbox, and that sandbox being the Twin Cities. And that is us staying in the moment, not thinking about the five years um, uh, that, that's stressful, what is exactly we're trying to achieve. We're mm-hmm. just trying to talk to people in our backyard, such as yourself, that have these kick-ass, really cool stories that so many people can take away learning lessons and just inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for coming on our show and sharing these stories. I appreciate you guys for mm-hmm. giving me the opportunity to to talk more than I've probably talked in the last two weeks combined and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and be on here and share the story a little bit. So well, I love awesome. that, man. I, and we look forward to having you on that next time. And it, who knows when it'll be, but the growth, man. That's the it. Growth. <laughs> the growth. So we'll finish this with this final question. What did you learn today? A simple question. It's from the moment you woke up to when we're having this conversation. I learned how to be more, I'm going to leave it with this and it's kind of kind of tie everything back in today. I learned that I am actually more authentic than I have ever been in my entire life. And I had a, a meeting. There's a new Lululemon shop that's opening up in the North loop. Oh yeah. And so I met with the manager and uh, three other people that are working there and having that conversation being able to go into it with the confidence, with knowing who I am as a person and being truly authentic to, to who I am and what the Kind Lips brand is and in conveying that to them, it felt, again, going, I'm a little bit introverted and going in there with these four attractive women that I'm talking to and normally I'd be nervous and like I just felt so good and so authentic and 
and so like right where I was supposed to be in that moment. And so that I left that meeting, I was like, I'm making progress. And I know that I've got more to do. But for today, I'm, I can go to bed tonight and sleep well, knowing that it was a job well done and uh, starts all over tomorrow. Dude, awesome. Love it, man. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast, man. Thank I appreciate guys. it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wrap. Try and catch her now before she's gone.